For those that do not know me, my name is Mandre Uber. I'm a layman preacher. In other words, I have not been ordained. So please take notes. Ask me afterwards. Please ask the pastor. But I would like truly to take notes on this. The title of today's message is Good Works That Are Faithless. I want to talk about that. We focus so much on good works, but there's a sense of faithlessness, I find, that we do in our good works. Before I ask this question, our theme you will see is a gospel theme this month. And I would like to address that theme as that it fits into this message as well. When you come to a person and you ask them, you come to a soul and you ask them, would you go into eternity where God is? Will you have it, do you have eternal life? It's like asking the question, in a sense, are you going to, to Cape Town? Well, if someone will tell you, yes, I'm going to Cape Town, you will ask them, what road will you be taking? And if that answer is, I'll be taking my Mazda BT-50 Bucky, you will ask, no, I'm asking what road will you be taking? And they say, no, I'm taking my bucket. It's a four by four. It will do the job. I'm not asking the vehicle. I'm asking the road. You see, you see a lot we ask people, are you going to eternity? And then they say, I think so. And then this following question is, do you know Jesus? And they will just say, sometimes, yes, I do know. And that's the same as asking I'm just going with a bucky. Because some people don't know the road. They don't know who's Jesus Christ. They don't know that full extent of what exactly is the faith in Jesus Christ. Well, that is my introduction. Let us please pray for this message. Our Father in heaven, we are talking about faith and good works. We are talking about where are we to live for you and to glorify you. Father, please have your hand upon our hearts and this message and take me out of the way and put me one-sided so that they can hear your word and your voice. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. So basically, before I can talk about the good works that comes from the gospel, I would love to speak about the gospel. If you have notes, please take notes. So 1 Corinthians 3, please do not go there now. I'll, I'll tell you when to turn your Bible. I'm just going to go through it. 1 Corinthians 3 tells us that the foundation is Jesus Christ and there's no other. We understand that Psalm 51 verse 17, God loves a broken and a contrite heart. He wants to know what's in the inside, the inner man, not the outside. It starts within. It says in Micah 6 verse 7 to 8, two weeks back, we also dealt with it. Even if you give rivers of oils, a thousand rams for sacrifice, it, mean, it means nothing if your heart is not right. If the inner man is not given to God first as the sacrifice. But I would, I would love to read to you 
Hebrews 11, verse 6. Very known. It says, but without faith, I'm going to hammer on this today. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It does not say without good works. It starts with faith. The whole book of chapter of Hebrews 11 talks about people doing good things, but it's foundationally built on trusting God's word. It's foundationally built on the faith that was given to them that they couldn't find around them. They couldn't find in their, their life circumstances, but they found faith in God, and they trusted God. It says in verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We are not talking about the salvation in this chapter. We are talking about your, your relationship. Please make a separation about the foundation is salvation by Christ alone, and afterwards you have a relationship built on the foundation of faith in Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 3. So here's the gospel. First and utmost, you can write it down, John 14 verse 6. No one comes to the Father except for Jesus Christ. No one. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the focus. Remember my initial question. You're going to Cape Town. In what way? A bucky. Are you going to Jesus Christ? Yes, in what way? Jesus. No, you're going to the Father through Jesus Christ. The gospel fundamentally focused to God through Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. Secondly, the Son was born of a virgin by the Holy Spirit. Do not skip that fact. He is not born by a man. He is born by God. If you skip the fact that Jesus was born by the Holy Spirit, it makes the sacrifice null and void. He must be born by the Holy Spirit. And he had a sinless life. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. He that knew no sin became sin for us. That is so unfair. He knew nothing of sin. He was holy from day one. Never committed sin. But he became all of mankind's sin for us. And he died. He didn't pass out. He wasn't strangled. He bled out. By his blood, he died. And what happened on the third day? He wasn't stolen. He was resurrected. He came alive. But please do not skip the following fact that he did not resurrect in this body. He did not resurrect with a normal body that was crucified. It was a glorified body. It was the evidence of life, eternal life. Christ will never taste death again. Wow, that all of sin was placed on one man and he paid with his own life and he will never pay again. 
and that we have in John 3. Is eternal life of the Father, the Son, sinless, resurrected the third day for us to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart on the Lord. To sacrifice our life for His death so that we may live eternally. That is faith. That is what I call the saving faith. And by that faith, we are saved. That is salvation. That is the foundation of salvation. And hear my heart. There is nothing of how good you are in that gospel message. I never mentioned once your goodness contributes to your salvation. None. So how is good works then faithless? How does it contribute? What do we, why do we do good at all? Yeah, you can take your Bibles with me. Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 9. I love to hear pages that roll if you have electronically. <laughs> it's fine. But you, Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 9. Addressing salvation, not real relationship. Verse 8, it says, For by grace are ye saved through good works. What does your Bible say? Through faith. Do not, I'm, I'm a layman preacher. Don't believe every word I say. Read your Bible. And that not of yourselves. It is the work of man. No, it's a gift of God. It's grace. That's the whole point of grace. Verse 9, not of works lest any man should boast. We will boast. Our problem is pride. Always. It's the lust of the flesh, pride of life. We'll boast. But do not forget salvation. Do not forget your faith. And I think we do. I think we are in a large sense, and I'm speaking to believers, born again. They are going through life. They are not diligently seeking God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. They are not seeking their first love. And their good works means nothing. It's faithless. Why? Verse 10. What is the reason or what is the relationship after your salvation? Verse 10. For we are His workmanship, created in what image? Wow, the image of Christ Jesus. Unto, there you have it, good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, uh, if the second part wasn't there, if the second part did not state and said, which God hath before ordained, what did God ordain? Your good works. I know many people in Whitbank from different denominations, they are doing good. They are giving not thousands, but a hundred thousands to charity. They are giving their lives to orphanages. They are caring for the fatherless, for the widows. But I'm honestly, I did ask some of them, does that make you good enough to go to the Father through Jesus Christ. They say, through who? No, that just gives me the wealth 
the right standing to say that I am a Christian? On what basis are your good works replacing the work of Jesus Christ? None. There is none. And please, it says, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works. But the works that God before ordained. What does that mean? What does it mean if God ordained good works? Your relationship with Christ is built on His Word. Without a relationship with the God of the Bible, you cannot live for the God of the Bible. If you do not understand His character, His will, His preferences that He has above your nature, above your sinful nature, yes, you are born again by faith and by faith alone, but you can live a life without giving Christ the glory. You can. And that's 1 Corinthians 3. The foundation will not be burned, but we will stand before God and the notion is made that our works will be burned and only that what is in Christ will last. That means there is stuff that we are doing after our salvation that is not in Christ, not according to His Word, not according to His character, not according to His Spirit that is leading us. Your good works are faithless. I'm not talking about the bad works. Even giving Bibles to people that does not have any foundation of Scripture, God looks at the heart. And you can give that Bible to pride. And you can have an argument that I'm giving Bibles to people that is hungry for God. I must be good in God's eyes. There's so much pride. Where's the humbleness? Where is the fear of God? We are becoming an arrogant Christianity. Looking at our good works in a sense of a strong arm, saying, God, I can stand before you without praying, without asking your strength, because I'm doing good. I must be in your will. Nonsense. Where's your faith? Your saving faith, your first love, pushing you, driving you every day. In everything that you do, everything that you do, give God the glory. But no, it's a facade, it's an outside glory, but it's inside nothing. And that breaks my heart. And my first point is that good works are misleading. If it's outside of faith, it's misleading us. It's toxic. If it's not in Christ. A following verse that I would like to go to is Hebrews. Hebrews 10 verse 39. 38 verse 39. How is good works without faith misleading? Again, I'm not going to share you the context of Hebrews 10. But it says in verse 38. The just shall live by themselves. No. The just shall live by the church. No. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Why? Hebrews 11 verse 6. 
What does Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us? Clearly states. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. We are talking about pleasing God. In your relationship you are pleasing Christ because that is the first spirit given gift and given fruit unto you. I'll, I'll challenge you. What is faith? It's a gift of the Spirit. What is faith? It's a fruit of the Spirit. Faith is from God given to you. God, in, in, um, maybe you can hear my heart when I'm saying this. He is wholly selfish. Holy selfish. Why? Because He only receives glory from Himself. By His Spirit in us, we glorify Him. By the life of grace that He has given us, we worship Him. There is nothing we contribute to glory God outside His ordained will of good works. We can't love God outside of God. We can't worship God outside of God. We can't do nothing outside of God. And we tend to do good works with an image of God. We are so loving on the outside, but we are hating our spouse. We are so loving on the outside of sharing the gospel, but inside we do not believe the gospel because we do not act in faith. That's the book of James. How can you say you have faith, but your works does not show it? For who? For God. Where must your works be portrayed? In the eyes of man or in the eyes of God? God. Keep with Hebrews 10. I'm just going to make a notion to Romans 14. At the end, it says, Hast thou faith? Do you? I hope the answer is yes. Do you know you have a saving faith? If you can answer yes, do the following. Verse 22. Have it to thyself before God. Do not brag about your faith. Do not boast. There's nothing to boast about. Have it to, thyse to thyself. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the things which he alloweth. What does that mean? The whole Romans 14. We allow certain things in our lives and it looks like we have faith. It's good. It looks good. It even talks about Jesus Christ. But God knows the inside of your heart. It says in verse 23, And he that doubts is damned if he eat, because he eateth not in faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. I'll repeat that last notion. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Coming back to Hebrews uh, 10 verse 39. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but to them that believe to the saving of the soul. Whatever happens in your circumstances, Christ is enough. Whatever you come to, whatever you share to a person, we cannot share plus Jesus, something plus Jesus, anything added to Jesus. He is our faith of life, of substance. He is everything for us to the Father. He is everything for us by His resurrection. But just the name 
of Jesus, without the word and scripture backing that foundation, that is a name that people put a belief in that does not exist. It does not bear fruit of real works in Christ. We have to understand who is Jesus in the gospel sense of saving faith. Not just saying, I believe. Imagine how toxic is that. Just believe. Just have faith. To what degree? As long as you have faith. I have faith to kill a man. And God will bless me. And I'm doing it from a right standing because they are killing someone else. And I'm not going to mention the political circumstances in our era today. But do not say, I have the faith of saving faith, and I will just kill a man, and God will bless me. Please, please, please. It's toxic if you just say believe. If there's no foundation of God in His character, essence, and will behind that faith. There is no other faith than the saving faith of Jesus Christ. There is none other. It's not something you create and put together. Not at all. It's misleading. And we are misinformed. I'm not going to turn to anything else. Uh, Titus 2. Well, if you don't know where it's Titus, all the T books in the New Testament are grouped together. So just find a T, and at the last T, you will get Titus. So Titus 2, the aspect of misinformed. Good works without faith is misinformed. Titus 2, verse 1, it says, But speak thou things which become sound works. Sound doctrine. Because the doctrine of God will produce pure works of God's will. It says in verse 7, it says, In all things, shewing thyself a pattern of good works. Now hear the following. What is good works? A pattern. Doctrine of uncorruptness, gravity, humbleness, sincerity, just to be honest in everything you do. A sound speech that cannot be condemned. Ouch! Wow, that hurts. There's so many times where I know I trust my wife to a very high degree that I can even have a corrupt speech and she will understand it. It's, it's fine, but we have a relationship. We have an understanding. That is not fine. Because God will condemn any uncorrupt speech. It starts with purity before God, not before your spouse. If you can't be pure before God, you will never be pure before your spouse. If you can't be pure before God in His holiness, in your prayer room, it will never show in your good works. And you can control everything. We love to control. We love to control the environment. But you, can't, you cannot control a sinful heart. And you have to give in to Christ. And say, God, I'm created in your image. I'm created in your truth and your righteousness. Purify me. Work inside of me. Until the day that you die. Work in me. So that I can have the faith in everything that I do. Saving faith. Verse 13 and 14. Still in Titus 2. 
says in verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the hope of glory that is in us. That is our saving faith going through day after day. And someone asks you, what is the hope within you? A 13 check at the end of the year. What is the hope within you? Health. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. And that is a valid point in your fleshness and all your desires of your flesh. But that is not the hope that should be in you. That is a great desire. I understand that. But the hope is to see God and our Lord Jesus Christ in His appearing. To have the faith in everything that God is coming for His children. I am His child. Where is your confidence, sinner? In your own works? In the saving faith of your Lord. That is my call today. Verse 14. This Christ who gave Himself for us, that He might, what? Redeem us from what? All iniquity. Unto what? And purify unto a peculiar people, zealous for good works. There's the order you have it now. If your faith is the foundation of Christ, you understand the richness of the payment of His death, that the sinless was made sin for you, you will be zealous. Now that word zealous, it's like a type of hunger that never satisfies. It's a type of drive and constant looking, almost anxious, where can I do good? To glorify my God, not to get salvation, but because I'm saved, because He is in me, driving me, loving me, not according to my works, but according to Himself within me. For you are hid in Christ, Colossians 2. That is the true doctrine, the sound doctrine that we should cling on, life and death, and be zealous for good works. That is what I'm arguing. In my last chapter, Titus 3, where are we manipulated? Titus 3, verse 4 to 7. It says in verse 4, But after the kindness and the love of God our Savior to man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, God didn't come to us because we were good. Not at all. Quite opposite. But according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. You are washed in your man inside. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 30. You are totally renewed in the inner man in Christ. But not on the outside. This is not my glorified body. Amen. I will die. But my soul will not go to a second death. I will rise with Christ as He has risen already. He is the first fruit. He is our evidence of eternal life. Verse 6 it says, And which He has shed on us sparingly. No, abundantly. Christ has abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior that we are justified by His grace. And we are made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Wow! And amazing! And I'm saying wow backwards. Wow! It is great 
to know Christ. It is lovely. It is a blessing. It's abundant mercy and grace that is given unto us. And our works is still faithless. Our works is depending upon us. How good are we? Where is our focus? The hope of what? Ourselves? Our goodness? There's nothing in us that is good from ourselves. It's only by Christ in us. He is our hope and our glory. Now we'll end with the following, verse 8. And this is a faithful saying. What is a faithful saying? Go and do a search in the Bible. There's only a few of them that says this is a faithful saying. It's something you have to repeat. Not just at the drive. Not just on a WhatsApp message once a month. This is a faithful saying. Every time I almost see you, we can repeat the following. The things that I affirm constantly, verse 4, 5, 6, and 7. What did Paul confirm and constantly remind them? The saving faith of Jesus Christ, your first love, your blessed hope. What I just gave you is a faithful saying. Brag about Jesus. Brag about His goodness of the gospel. Not about the good works of your life, but about His grace of saving every sinner on earth. In faith, He tried. And He completed the works. He satisfied God's wrath for sin by His death. That is a faithful saying to share. That's why we share the gospel. It's faithful. It's built on faith. It's faithful. Full of faith. It says in the end of verse 8, And I will now affirm constantly that they which believe in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto themselves. No, unto others. That's the whole point of good works, to show them it's in Christ. To show them there's a loving God that transformed me, that broke me, and showed His kindness towards me without good works. And I'm just saying, thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I'm zealous now to do good. And I'm, I'm really going to end with this one. Verse 14. Let and let ours also learn. What is learning? It means something you do not know. Something you know but you forgot. You learn. You remind yourself. What? To maintain good works. Why? For its necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. Why will good works be unfruitful? Because it's faithless. There's no faith in what you are doing is good. You are looking back to your year now. And you're asking for yourself, for yourself, please do not tell me. What good did I do this year? I challenge you. Write it down. Take hours. What, really, what good did I do this year? One page, maybe two books. And ask the following question. Was God in it? Not just in it. Through it. Did He give you that good works? Did, did He provide you with that good? Did He give you the strength for your mind and soul and heart and everything that you have in the love of Christ and His sacrifice? Was it in that good works? And I'm honest. I, that's, I'm stressing today because 
I hate that question. Even myself, I'm struggling to give a pure answer. Why? Because I know there's stuff that I did, but it was good on the outside, but man, on the inside. I, I hated friends and family. I hated enemies. But I just suck it up, cupcake. And I said, okay, I'm just going to do good. But my, my heart was not in it. And I'm honest. I'm not preaching this to you. I'm preaching it to myself. Onushuk yourself. Really, take that deep, deep introspection. And step four steps back, maybe ten, and ask yourself, everything that I do is going to be in Christ. It's going to be in His faith and His love and what He's done for us. And if there's a notion in your heart, a doubt that I'm not doing it in faith, do not do it. Because you're going to do good and you're going to sin. That's how ridiculous our flesh will push us to do good works and then sin before God. The devil's by slings. But believe me, your flesh, your, your flesh will make you crazy if you do not separate God's spirit and his influence and my influence that I created in my sin. There's a separation and ask the Holy Spirit to help you therein. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, thank you for your, just your grace and your mercy and your faithful saying of Jesus Christ that paid the price, resurrected and gave us, gave us life, Lord. Help us to stop sinning, even doing good. Help us to have faith in what we are doing to have faith in everything that we do, to worship you, Lord, through your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask it all in the name, that only name that matters, Jesus. Amen and amen.